my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is a show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is Pastor Will Moala, pastor of the Paravista and the Gaula Churches here, Adventist Churches here in Adelaide. And we thank you for joining us on today's program. This week's theme, we're continuing with our theme this week, Contentious Issues for Believers. And today my co-host and I, we're attempting to ask, or have a bit of a dive into the topic, what is a cult and how can we identify a cult. So a very interesting conversation that we, my co-host and I are going to um, be getting into in a few moments today. So thank you for joining us. I hope you've had a wonderful day and we look forward to spending the next um, hour with you here on Drive Time Big Q&A. And so just want to um, introduce my co-host today and uh, he's in the studio with myself is Pastor Ricardo Schiffer and uh, Pastor Ricardo is a pastor here in Adelaide in the Adelaide region and uh, it's good to be in the studio with you once again Pastor Ricardo. Hello Pastor Will good to be here once again. Praise God. How's your weekend been? Very hectic I very, can tell you. Very hectic. Yes but good. I know the life of a pastor is very 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 busy indeed and um, but um did you manage to preach on the weekend, or did you? Were yes, you did you I go did. away? Yeah, I did preach on the weekend. Okay, whereabouts did you um, uh, go and preach? At Prospect International. Oh, Prospect! Prospect's yes. one one of the churches here in yes. uh, South Australia, in Adelaide. That's Lovely. The one I'm, I'm pastoring. Y- you're one, pastoring one of the churches. Praise God! Praise yes. God, Pastor. And uh, so, yeah, so th- that's good. Yeah, I, I was able to preach at uh, one of my churches here, at Paravista, and. Um, yeah, we're going through the Book of Acts at the moment, so um, we have a wonderful time, and um, yeah, very good uh, to um, to catch up with our church folks um, over on the weekend. So, uh, Pastor Ricardo, we're um, looking forward to our topic today uh, about this idea of a cult, and uh, well, the topic in question is what is a cult, and how can we identify a cult? And so, um, yeah, for our listeners out there, you know. This is a, a topic that, you know, comes up every now and then. You know, you might see the odd news article, you see something online or about someone or, you know, people who have been caught up in this, um, in this, you know, in a system, you know, basically a cult system. And it's pretty sad to see some of the effects that come out of it and how people are lured in innocently, as it were. And then once they get deeply entrenched in it, um, Pastor, you, you know, they, you know, we find that some very, um, yeah, very unhealthy things that are going on there. And so we're going to look at that today. So, yeah, just want to thank our listeners out there for tuning in today um, here on Drive Time Big Q&A. So, uh, Pastor Ricardo, uh, what we normally do, and for our regular listeners, they would know we typically spend a few minutes at the beginning of our show talking about, I guess, um, uh, we call it our World Watch segment where we try and, um, I guess, see what's happening in the world around us and, you know, sharing it with our listeners today. Um do you have any? Is there something you want to maybe um, share with our listeners out there today? Oh yes, yes. Speaking about cults, and yes, it's it's increasing rapidly. So I read an article. Uh, it's titled "Hidden Epidemic of, of Abusive Cults in the UK." Oh uh, yeah. Uh, written by Holly Brancroft, uh, May, uh, Monday, eighteenth of July, twenty twenty-two. Um, it says thousands have suffered sexual abuse, isolation from friends and family, and modern slavery at the hands of UK cults. Now, this is uh, uh, news from from the UK, but um, it it is increasing everywhere around us. 
It says uh, thousands of British adults and children are being deceived into joining UK cult groups. New research has found, with experts calling the phenomenon a hidden epidemic wow. that the government has failed to address, so they say. An estimated 2,000 cult groups, 2,000, that's, wow, that's like a lot, a isn't lot it? For one country. Um, 2,000 cult groups are operating across the country, but ministers have not acted to stop them because of fears that they cannot legally distinguish between religion and semi, uh, semi-criminal cults, a charity leader said. Wow. So it's hard to, hard to draw the line for, for some people because you cannot interfere with the freedom of religion, but at the same time, uh, where do you draw the line yeah. when some cults are abusing people, right? So a survey of 105 victims of 36 different cult groups produced by the charity The Family Survival Trust, FST, right. has found that thousands of people have suffered sexual abuse, isolation from friends and family, financial exploitation, and modern slavery at the hands of UK cults. The charity is calling on the government to expand legislation that criminalizes coercive control in domestic abuse relationships um, so it can be used against cult groups. Of the 105 people surveyed by the FST, half were born or raised in high-control groups already, so they grew up in that environment, yeah. while the remainder were recruited as adults. Wow, which is the interesting thing, you know, when you're born in that situation, you kind of expect people to accept that um, reality. But um, it's interesting to to know or to think or to find the reason why people are attracted to yeah. cults. Um, it continues saying the 36 cult groups range from those based on religion and politics to those pertaining to wellness and personal growth. The majority of respondents, 91%, said they were part of a um, religious or spiritual group, with 14% part of personal growth groups and 11% part of a political group. Membership of the cults ranged from three people to large groups of international members, totaling millions. So it's all sorts of cults out there, the survey suggested that different cults took advantage of their victims in different ways, but a common theme was isolation from the members' loved ones, yeah. which includes family members, friends, co-workers, etc. 9% of 91 people surveyed said they had witnessed human trafficking. Can you imagine that? So wow. this is getting serious yeah. now. This is not, you know, this is stepping out of the boundaries of religion now and going into the area of crime. Um, responding to the report, former MP and chair of the FST, Tom Sackville, said, From the moment I became aware of the activities of cults, I realized that government, led by officials in the Home Office, had been briefing ministers that this was not a problem and there was anything, nothing, uh, that could be done to help victims. So, according to him, there was nothing else they could do to help the victims. I would disagree with his yeah. statement. And then, um, this, uh, this was based on the spurious no- uh, notion that it was not possible to distinguish in law 
a religion from a semi-criminal cult. Moreover, coercive control is now very adequately described as a crime in recent legislation, but limited to when it occurs in the context of domestic um, abuse. Dr. Alexandra Stein, a trustee of the FST, said, There is a hidden epidemic of cultic abuse in the UK. The trust research highlights merely the tip of the iceberg of this abuse thanks to the bravery of survivors willing to uh, and being able to speak up, willing to speak up. Uh, when you read these articles, uh, I don't know, but how is it possible that this is happening in modern times? Um, what do you think, uh, Pastor Will, is contributing to the rapid increase of the, in the number of cults around the world, and why are they so attractive to, to people? I know that's a, it's a good question. I think we're going to get into that today, but I think, I think just from the outside looking in, I think people, I think another big aspect of, um, these cults, at least the thing, you know, things that I've watched and people have been involved in documentaries and things is, it seems to be a very close knit community. And so I think from the outset, people like to, there's a sense of, community there amongst this group and it seems very nice and everyone seems to be getting along and there seems to be a very pure type of um, I guess community aspect to it but you know as as we understand mm. once people get you know they get inside it then they realize that you know it, it gets very controlling very um, mm-hmm. manipulative and um, like you were saying earlier you know then they slowly detaching from their families and world around them so I think initially mm. This idea of communities, I, I think what, well, from what I can understand, lures people in. But, yes. you know, it was interesting, your statistic you just said a few moments ago, like a, a call can be three people or it can be millions of mm. people, you know. So I think there is a, a sense in which people want to belong to something, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but, but that's still a big question is, you know, like when people, you know, initially and when you look, we hear a lot of testimonies of people who come out on the other side, mm-hmm. they don't really – um didn't realize what they were getting into. They yes. thought it was, you know, they got invited by a friend or they were, you know, and before they knew it, they were very much entrenched in it. Mm. So, um, you know, I was, you know, obviously, I don't think you have been part of an actual cult yourself, Pastor no. <laughs> Ricardo, and I, I'm, I have never been part of one. I'm only going off things that I've watched and things I've seen online and documentaries. You know, I was watching one just a little while ago it was um it was a religious one uh, over in the states mm-hmm. and um where this uh, particular sect of christianity still practiced um well they practiced polygamy and then there was a lot of this man that was basically controlling basically you know multiple wives and you know all the mm-hmm. effects of that and then there was you know all the these you know th- criminal things that were happening on you know in that space and i think another aspect is I think in one of the articles I was looking at is um, because sometimes these cults, they are very isolated from the community around yes. them. So they can be just out in, on a countryside somewhere, just this massive acreage somewhere. No one really knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of, yeah, they, they're kind of away from, you know, the, the general flow of, you know, the community. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a number of factors that kind of contribute to, to, you know, mm-hmm. what makes a cult a cult basically. So. Yeah, but you know, you watch these, you know, watch these tests and you listen to these testimonies. It's very sad how, because sometimes I'll watch these documentaries, you watch these art and you, you, you're almost like you're screaming at the screen saying, why don't they just escape? Why don't they just leave? You know, it's because, you know, I was watching one where 
you know, they had ample uh, opportunity to leave, but then there's the psychological factor. There's the psychological, I guess, they haven't really, they can't see themselves outside the, the you know, the group, yeah, which is very, nice. and I think that's what's, I guess, intriguing about this topic. It, it's m- much more so a, a psychological, I guess, phenomena. Dependent. Yeah. Well. It's not like people are just locking them in a room. There is an attachment to a mm. person, individual, and then there's the group kind of mentality around it. Mm-hmm. And, and before you know it, they're just enraptured in that that mm. mindset so yeah i was like you know when i was watching this particular doco i was kind of sitting back saying you know mm. why don't you just call the cops why don't you leave and one mm. or two of them actually did do that you know they they actually finally finally left and then that was kind of the the start of the the end so to speak because then they will eventually you know it, it would get local uh, attention <laughs> then it just spiral out from there but yeah but i think there is a definite um psychological aspect to why people get entrenched in it which is um Definitely. which yeah what what makes cult so i guess um what makes them so attractive is because people um yeah there there is that there's definitely that that mindset of being together mm-hmm. and you know and then obviously there's the cult you know surrounds itself around you know a particular person or an ideology and the, you know, that's where it kind of gains traction at least the way i kind of understand it yeah it's an interesting process yeah um and i think the article hit the 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 nail on the head when it yeah. says that the the most common theme in in trying in, in 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 attracting people into cults is isolation from members yeah loved ones um <laughs> That's how they keep uh, all these people hooked up. They don't allow people to reach out to others so they yeah. could hear <laughs> the truth, so yeah. to speak, you know? And, and that's why they keep engaged with these groups. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that, uh, Pastor Ricardo. Um, kind of um, just getting ourselves getting ready for this main topic today. So thanks for sharing that. Um, we're going to go to a break in just a few moments, and we're going to go to some music. But before we do that, we always like to um, uh, give out a free book offer to our listeners uh, out there today and for the rest of the week uh, here on Drive Time BQ&A. So our book offer for today that we're going to introduce for the rest of this week as well is the book called End Time Living uh, by Pastor Mark Finley. And... Um, this book is a great resource if you want to get your head around um, just this idea of you know living uh, in in the sense of a, a prophetic uh, understanding. You know the Bible talks about um, the, you know the last book of the Bible, um, Revelation, and um, there's a lot of commentaries, a lot of um, I guess resources on that book. But this, uh, what I love about Pastor Mark Finley, and I've got a chance to meet him, and and he's a loves the Lord and he's passionate about winning souls and winning people to Jesus Christ. And so in this book, he will uh, basically unpack some ideas about how to under- understand Bible prophecy, um, talking about exploring the power of prayer. And um, and I think a big thing about prophecy, uh, Pastor, is sometimes people read these big end-time prophetic books and Almost they have a sense of worry and fear and trepidation rather than it's meant to be a, a book that gives us courage and hope. Yes. So um, 
So yeah, so Pastor Mark Finley has authored that book, um, Essential Truths for Troubled Times. If you'd like to get a free copy uh, of that book, why don't you text the code SA77 here into the studio, 0488-8081, and uh, our bot, friendly bot will respond to your text and uh, we'll get in touch with you, get your contact details, and we'll do our best to send out that out to you as soon as possible. So once again, the code word, if you'd like the free book, End Time Living by Pastor Mark Finley. The code that you need to text here into the studio, SA77, to the number here, 04888-80811. And so please uh, stick around. We'll have more in just a few moments. Um, you're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, BQ&A. <music> Captives free to carry the broken and bad. 
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time BQ&A with Pastor Ricardo Schaeffer. The theme that we are exploring this week is contentious issues for believers, the Bible and the rise of cults. And our co-host today is Pastor Will Moala. Um, he will be answering the big question for today. What is a cult? How can I identify a cult? Pastor Moala, how can we identify a cult and what exactly is a cult? Thank you, uh, Pastor Ricardo. So, um, yeah, before we get into our topic, I thought it would be good to just give a bit of a definition on, I guess, what a cult is. And so, um, if you go on our trusted Google source, <laughs> a cult is actually defined as a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. Or uh, you could describe it as a personal thing that is popular or fashionable among a particular group or section of society. So when we're talking about a cult, um, we're talking about something that is, you know, very, uh, which as the dictionary, you know, as it's described online, is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. And so this is very interesting, uh, Ricardo, because even when I was saying that, I immediately just thought of, reflected on, well, what about Christianity? <laughs> mm-hmm. Would Christianity be deemed a cult? And I yes. think what separates, and this may be another topic for the week, is um, cult is when someone is worshipped or a person is worshipped, almost with divine status. And I guess the difference is within Christianity, I mean, this is not part of the, just a bit of an intro, is Christianity is actually based on the worship of God in the person of Jesus Christ. So I just thought I wanted to put that out there before we kind of um, continue on with our program today. So so how do we identify a cult? Now, uh, Pastor Ricardo, I, I wanted to give, a, I guess, a biblical answer to this. Um, because, you know, um, we could share different, uh, I guess, sources and um, how, you know, secular, I guess, uh, resources and, and things that we can glean tell us about a cult. But I want to kind of take the angle from the Bible and from the, from the Bible in, in particular. So when we talk about a cult, um, it's very interesting, as I just want to begin this, in the Gospel of Matthew, um, Pastor Ricardo, um, you find in chapter 24 a very, very uh, important chapter in the book of Matthew. Jesus in this chapter, he outlines, uh, I guess, the signs, like the things that would happen and take place um, before his return, the second coming of Jesus. And um, very interesting in that uh, particular dialogue that Jesus has with his disciples. Um, they were asking him about the temple and, you know, and Jesus basically prophesied that the temple would be destroyed. Um, the, those first three verses of chapter 24 in Matthew. Um, and so what Jesus does here, uh, Pastor Ricardo, I know you know this chapter very well as well, is that Jesus kind of, uh, he, he mingles, I guess, Two kind of events, as it were, uh, in the one response. Um, he weaves um, elements that refer to the eventual destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. Um, which would have been, you know, some, you know, 40 years after Jesus's ascension. But then he also weaves in very, uh, uh, 
things that would happen uh, right towards the end of time, just prior to his uh, return. But interestingly, in Matthew chapter 24 and verse 24, Ricardo, Jesus says this. He says, um, talking about, uh, you know, the signs uh, when he was dis- explaining to his disciples, he says, For there shall be arise false Christs and false prophets, and they shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch if it were possible they will they shall deceive the very elect mm. yeah so i find that interesting ricardo is um you know we're talking today about cults uh, people who m- manipulate people people who whether they're for their own agenda political or for financial whatever it is but they definitely um i would put them under the deception i guess category right um, and here is Jesus saying, hey, beware of false prophets. And I thought I'd just throw in there as well. It's, you know, Jesus doesn't say to, you know, not to uh, take heed to any prophets, but to beware of false ones. Very interesting, I think, in this chapter as well, Ricardo, is that I think three times uh, Jesus talks about deception in chapter 24. Mm. I think verse 5, verse 11, and then this one here in 24. So on the outset, Ricardo, what we learn, uh, I guess, from the Gospel of Matthew and from Jesus is we are to be on guard. We, we are not to just take everybody's, you know, whatever they say at face value. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, I believe, understood that, you know, that deception would be rampant um, towards the end of time. And as you were sharing in your article today, um, that's happening right now in UK. It's happening all over um, the world. And so I guess that's the first point I want to just share with our our listeners today is that Jesus actually warned us of false teachers. And he says, oh, arise, false Christ. You know, I remember watching, um, you can actually find this online, Pastor Ricardo, um, just a few years ago. Oh, I think this is going about 10 years ago now. Right. There was a fellow over in Queensland who basically said he was Jesus. He was the Messiah. And it was like a full-blown, you know, uh, 60 minutes him and the wife and he was saying he was Jesus and all these things and you know and uh, <laughs> when I was watching it the guy actually honestly believed that he was Jesus you know and you know there were people there that were actually believed it was true and he had a following at a church yes. and he had all these people kind of believing in him um, but you know Jesus says we are to test everything by the Bible um, so that's the first thing um, that Jesus warned us about false teachers and false prophets. So how do we actually kind of, you know, how do we know if someone's a, a true prophet or, you know, someone speaking the truth? You know, how do we know if this person that uh, is claiming these things is not a cult leader? Yes. And uh, I guess just going back to the Bible, um, you know, in the Gospel of John, Jesus would say that we will know the truth and the truth sets us free. And I think that's in John 8 and verse 32. So there's something, Pastor Ricardo, about knowing the truth. And, you know, you and I are pastors here in the studio today. We would like to say unequivocally that the Bible is the source of truth. Yes. And that's how we, that's, that's this, that's how we kind of gauge what's true, what's not, what's, you know, how do we kind of make sense of the things we see around us? Yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah, so notice here that, that Jesus said, and ye shall know the truth. Right. Not one of the truths. Yeah. There is only one truth. Only one truth, yes. And it's interesting as well, when you were talking about chapter, uh, Matthew 24, uh, throughout the chapter, out of all the things that Jesus said, uh, 
the one thing that he repeated the most was beware of false Christs, yeah. false teachers, false prophets. It seems that in his mind, that was one of his biggest concerns for his disciples. Yeah, exactly. And so I'm just so glad, uh, Pastor Carter, that we have the Bible to guide us. And we have the word of Jesus that's recorded in the gospel. So that gives us a reference point. And so when we're talking about a cult, you know, it's interesting when you look at some of these cults who originally had, say, a Christian origin, as it were. Um, you know, they may start off reading the Bible. And that's why I think it lures people in, as we were saying earlier. Mm. It seems very normal. It seems like, okay, here's a man. He's probably, you know, he's talking about the Bible. I'm talking this in a particular religious Christian context, I guess. But somewhere along the line, they deviate from the scriptures and they start to maybe reintroduce, you know, their own kind of teachings. And, and then it very quickly, they leave the Bible behind and then it just it's really the word of this particular person. I think that's the subtle transition that sometimes takes place with some of these cults that I'm talking kind of more like a Christian within a Christian religious context. Mm-hmm. So so we have to be aware and that you know we've got to just base it. You know, I was sharing uh, earlier um Pastor Ricardo about our churches reading through the book of Acts. And um, we were on just on chapter 16, just on the weekend. So next week, um, Chrissy will be preaching on Acts 17. And um, I remember there's a text there in Acts 17. I think it's in verse 11 where Paul talks about the um, the Bereans. They, they studied the Bible to see whether those things were so. And I think that's a very healthy thing. Yes, very commendable. Yeah. So, especially if we're coming at it from the point of a religious cult, and if you're a believer and you're listening out there today and you're a Christian, you know, you have the Bible to go back. And I say this oftentimes, Ricardo, when I'm studying with people and I'm, you know, and I'm trying to communicate to them, they might be wanting to learn. I always tell them, just go back to the Bible. Don't just trust what I'm saying. You know, just, just see what the Bible says. And just walk it, come to it with an open mind. Um, so, so the truth we know is found in Christ. And I love what you said, Ricardo, is that it's Jesus says that we will know the truth. So it's, it's the truth as it is in God, as it is in Christ. So, yeah. So as we kind of kick off our conversation today, Jesus talks about there'll be false prophets. Okay, how do we know whether we're not led astray? We have the Bible, God's Word. And so what I want to do today, uh, Pastor Ricardo, is uh, maybe we, if we have time, we can look at um, five, I guess, ways we can identify a cult. And uh, we see how we go with time. We might see if we can tackle a few before our break today. Then we'll close off on the last couple. So we'll see how we go. But the, yeah, but the first, I, I guess, identifying feature of how we could uh, identify cults is first uh, point is this cults usually have one powerful person who becomes a cult's leader and even source of salvation mm-hmm. and i'm just thinking of some of these documentaries i've i've seen and that probably you have as well pastor is that it's always it seems to be that there's that one person 
that one figure that kind of everyone just kind of looks to. Yeah, as, everyone depends on that yeah. person. I was watching one, I mean, <laughs> a, oh, a few months ago now. There was some guy in Europe. I forgot forgot his name. I think, no, no, I think it was Russian or something. But I'm telling you, the guy, <laughs> he almost like like looked like Jesus. I mean, like these, oh. you know, these depictions as he's painted, you know, blue eyes, you know, yes. the long flowing hair, the white robe. And I'm telling you, I'm not even kidding, Pastor. It was like this person, like that was part of this documentary um kind of team he went over and travel so he's kind of doing like a vlog of mm. everything leading up to it so he's kind of in this open took him ages to get there and mm. then he's the the climax of this is where everyone's just waiting for him to come and they're all just sitting in this open you know grassy area in the mountain somewhere and then out of nowhere he just just starts walking down the the hill mm. oh. <laughs> He's he's why, and I know it seems about amusing, but the people there were, it was like Jesus. Yeah, they were looking a, at him. It appeals to your feelings in a way. Yeah, and, and the guy kind of videoing it, he was kind of even sucked into it a little mm. bit because you know the, the, he's into the, the role. Yeah, yeah everyone mm. was kind of just fixed on this guy, and he got to get a one-on-one interview with him, and you know, but but um, yeah, so. But, but that's the first part, identifying feature. These cults normally have one person that everyone's looking to, you know. It, what I want to do as well with these kind of identifying marks, if you want to call it a mark, <laughs> mm. is, you know, the Bible actually gives us, as we, we said, gives us, um, I guess, how do we kind of um, react? How do we respond when we, you know, we, we get in, maybe invited to, you know, be part of something like this. You know, the Bible tells us in Psalms 146, verse 3, uh, Pastor Ricardo, put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. So true. Yeah. And I guess that's what we're saying, or what the Bible's saying. Don't put your trust in man. Don't follow some man to just... You know, the Bible says to put our confidence in God. So, so first identifying feature, cults usually have one powerful person. Okay. They're the cults leader. I'll see if I can catch the next two. Um, second identifying feature of, if you're looking to try and identify a cult according to scripture is, uh, the second feature is a cult's leader's teachings, uh, become absolute truth. So, as we were saying just a few moments ago, uh, Ricardo, how, you know, sometimes, uh, they may start with the Bible or whatever it is that they, um, espousing and then very quickly it becomes what their views are. So basically a person's teachings replace the yeah, teachings of the Bible. Yeah, very good. Spot on. You, you said it better so, than me. <laughs> uh, that's very subtle because they attract people with the truth of the Bible, perhaps. And once yeah. they, they have them, it's, you know, Sadly, they change into yeah. know, focusing on the person yeah. rather than the Bible. That's right. Absolutely. You know, Jesus, um, again, he says in the Gospel of Mark, he says in chapter 7, verse 7, he says, How be it in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the second feature today, um, Pastor Ricardo, is, yeah, when when you look at these cults in history, you notice that, their word, their teachings, what they say is gospel, essentially. And they could say anything, mm. and the whole community just, you know, just like I was thinking of this one I was watching. Whereas this particular cult leader, he had a particular way that the women would dress. 
Like he was very, very particular. It was even a booklet on how their hair was supposed to be. So you watch this documentary, all of his wives, all every woman on this site, on this particular community, all looked a a very Mm. specific way. And you could not. You could not go against that because wow. that's what the prophet said. It's amazing how far you can depart from the Bible in God's yeah. name. <laughs> exactly. And, and so, so our second identifying feature is that, yeah, the cult's leader's teaching, it becomes absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to be sucked up by what man says, but what God, by God's word said. Um, can we go to one more before our break? Yes, yes. Let's so go to the. We look at two, right? And yeah. So we've looked at two, uh, two identifying features, and we're going to just go to the third one uh, right now. Identifying feature number three, each cult uses pressure tactics to coerce its wow. members into submission. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at that, we look at um, these cults, what do they do, Pastor Ricardo? They pressure. Uh, they pressure, the, you know, they manipulate um, their, their particular followers. Um, like you were saying earlier, you know, they isolate them from their families. They yes. take their mobile phones away. They strip them of their freedom. They, they, they basically have no, you know, they don't have a credit card. They don't have, a, you know, mm-hmm. nothing. They just become one of, of the group. And so the third feature is they use pressure tactics. And that's unlike totally against what the Bible teaches, uh, Pastor Ricardo, because, you know, the Bible, uh, presents God as never a God that, uh, coerces anybody. Um, he is one that invites us. And so, I mean, I could share many verses on this, but one couple that come to mind is, you know, the, the text in Joshua 24, verse 15, where Joshua essentially says, you know, to, to the Israelites, he says, choose you this day whom you will serve. And then Joshua would go on to say, well, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so here is Joshua, you know, saying to the, the Israelites, his people, the people of God, he's saying, you know, you must choose. Cults don't give you the choice. Cults. That's interesting. Say, listen to the the prophet. Listen to, and if you step out of line, then you know there'll be repercussions. Whereas the gospel, the Bible says we are to choose. Uh, and just real quickly in Revelation, I love how the the last book of the Bible ends ends with an invitation. Pastor Ricardo, it mm-hmm. says in chapter twenty two and verse seventeen, it says the Spirit and the Bride say, "Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will." Let him take the water of life. So there is always this open invitation. Cults, it's the exact opposite. They don't invite you. They yeah, force you. Exactly. So interesting. Um, so far, we've identified three things that we need to um, take into account when yeah. trying to identify these cults. Number one, cults usually have one powerful person who is in charge of everything. Yeah. Number two, cults, leaders, teachings become or replace the Bible. They yes. become absolute truth. Yes, and number three, each cult uses pressure. Pressure tactics, yeah. So that is something that Jesus never used. Yes. Very, very um, interesting. Okay, um, let's come to another short break as we reflect upon what Pastor Will has been sharing with us. And dear listeners, remember we have a giveaway for you. It is the book called End Time Living by Mark Finley. Um, in this book, Pastor Mark um, uh, looks at the past which is still with us. Uh, All of us live with the consequences of choices we made uh, back then. What choices are you making today, dear listener? How do you want to live your life in the future? Mark Finley, the author of this book, 
Speaker Emeritus of the It Is Written television broadcast, shares essential Bible truths in this book to help all of us make better decisions in these troubled times. God gave humans the ability to make moral choices. Today, we need that ability more than ever before. Don't you think, dear listeners? Let's um, allow Pastor Finley with this book to help you um, understand Bible prophecies, find faith and hope, explore the power of prayer, gain release from past hurts, learn to trust God even in a crisis, survive Armageddon, know that God is greater than your problems, remember that God created you and and redeemed you, and believe that Jesus um, is coming soon. If you would like to get today's free offer, please stay tuned, because after the break, I will give you the code you'll need to text us in order to claim this giveaway. The number you need to get in touch with us if you would like to send us a comment or to claim our free offers is 04888-808-11. Let's um, come to a song, Jesus Strong and Kind.
That was Jesus, strong and kind. Now, today's giveaway is the book called End Time Living by Pastor Mark Finley. If you would like to get a free copy of this book, all you need to do is text the code word SA77 to 04888-80811. And the Faith FM giveaway board will reply asking you for your details. So text the code word SA77. That's the letters SA as in South Australia and the numbers 77. So SA77, no spaces. Text that code to 04888-80811 and your free copy of this book will be on its way. Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Pastor Ricardo Schaeffer. The theme that we are exploring this week is contentious issues for believers, the Bible and the rise of cults. And our co-host today is Pastor Will Moala, minister to the Paravista Seventh-day Adventist Church. And he's here with us. He will be finishing um, answering the big question for today. What is a cult? How can I identify a cult? And Pastor Moala has been sharing with us yeah. some tips to identify um, these cults. Uh, maybe, Pastor Moala, you may uh, briefly mention what were the first tips that you sure. shared with us, and then we can continue with the rest. Yeah, so we're looking at five today, and so we looked at three just before the break. And so the first one we shared was, uh, number one, cults usually have one powerful person who becomes the, the cult's leader and uh, even a source of salvation for them. So that was the first mm. one. Then we looked at the second one. Uh, a cult's leader's teachings actually become absolute truth. So in, in some ways they replace, I guess, uh, the Bible, as it were, uh, to follow their own uh, their own teachings. Uh, the third one we looked at is each cult uses pressure tactics to coerce its members into submission. And I would, just before the break, we were sharing how the gospel is all about an open invitation, whereas cults are very much coerced into following their particular um, ideology. So we've got two more today in the show. Number four, how to identify a cult. It's uh, each cult denies the central truth of the gospel that Jesus is the divine son of God. I think this is a big one, Pastor Ricardo, because mm. a lot of cults um, basically downplay uh, the person of Jesus and basically do not um, receive him as as the divine son of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so when you're in a cult, um, and I think not just maybe for Christianity, but maybe other religions as well, they'll just downplay, um, you know, the essence of that particular, you know, group's teachings or whatnot. But yet the fourth thing is they will deny the, the truth of the gospel that Jesus um, is the Son of God. Probably the dangerous thing here is that they don't do that right off the bat. Yeah, they true. They start speaking about Jesus maybe. Yes. But in the end, they end up yeah. rejecting him. Yeah. And a very good point, Ricardo. And I guess some of these things are more like, let's say, uh, within a, a context where cults, uh, religious cults, they they initially sound Christian or start with Christian roots. Maybe they're an offshoot of a denomination and they kind of win people because of their particular connections to, I guess, one of the established mainstream Christian denominations. But very quickly, um, they have their own kind of um, aberrant um, theology and practices. So the fourth one's huge. How does that particular cult 
or that person or that particular group's teachings relate to Jesus. And um, we're, we're saying here today on our show that uh, one factor in identifying cult is they deny the truth of the gospel. They deny the truth of the resurrection. They, they deny the truth of, of how a person is saved. And uh, the, the core of Christianity, Pastor Ricardo, is we're saved by grace, as the Apostle Paul would say in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. And so cults would uh, they'd probably manipulate that. They'd probably mm. say, well, you know, Jesus died, you know, but, you know, there's some new light. There's some new revelation. Mm. There's some new, uh, there's, there's, there's a secret, I guess, uh, hidden knowledge that one must in- inquire of. So that's number four. And the last one today is, um, where are we up to Identifying feature number five is, and I think we've kind of shared this over the course of our show today, mm-hmm. cults often, uh, Pastor Ricardo, they urge their converts uh, to leave their families. It's a common denominator, I yeah. think. And we were, um, yeah, we're just sharing about that today. And so I guess when you, when you hear about these, these idea of a cults, you know, we, we, we were looking at an article about someone who studied cults and he was talking about some factors that, I guess constitutes a cult and these are very much in line with what we've been studying today is a couple of things. Beware of any kind of pressure. You know, if you're getting pressured into joining a particular group, you know very quickly that that's a red flag. You shouldn't be pressured to join anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a red flag. Um, be wary. Mm-hmm. We be wary of any leader who proclaims themselves, him or herself as, you know, maybe having some type of special powers or, or mm-hmm. insight. And of course, the extreme claiming divinity. And so, you know, and, and, and as we were just sharing in our last point is the relationship that these cults do to these new members and their families. And, and one person who studied cults says, um, you know, um, typically uh, cults exploit their members most financially within the group. They'll exploit family uh, members financially. Um, psychologically, emotionally, and, you know, in the most extreme cases, uh, sexually as well. And so I guess what we're trying to say is, Pastor Ricardo, is, you know, we don't want anyone being sucked into a, a, a cult. And it's really sad when you were sharing these statistics that there are, you know, up to 10,000 or so cults across, you know, well, this is, you know, in the United States and there's probably – the world figure. I don't know what the exact mm. number 2000 is. Two thousand in the UK. Two thousand UK. So that's that's phenomenal. Mm. And to think there are people right now, as we speak, Pastor Ricardo, under these, in these, um, in these cult systems, it's it's quite sad because, mm. um, because they're being manipulated, they're being lied to, they're being deceived. And I guess where we're coming from as Christians is, you know, we don't want. You know, Jesus spoke against these types of ideologies. He spoke against people joining these cult groups. And so I guess my kind of um, plea, my prayer for our listeners out there today and is that um, we come to the Bible, we know the truth that is, is as it is in Jesus, and, um, you know, and we, we need to be aware because, you know, the Bible talks about the devil as, you know, walking around like a warring lion, you know, First Peter 5, 8, Pastor Ricardo. So... So deception is rampant. It's going to be even more prevalent. And we just need to make sure that we're not getting ourselves involved and not just ourselves, our friends. You know, there's a lot of stuff on the internet today, people getting sucked up into all types of things. And, you know, I'd I'd hate to think that I've got a family member, a friend or someone in my church that will be kind of going down this this, um, this, this, uh, cultish. It's very dangerous. 
Yeah. I'm thinking of First um, Timothy four one, where it says, "In the last days, um, many will walk out of the faith, right? And yeah. they will follow. They will they will heed uh, to uh, doctrines of demons." Yeah. I think that when Jesus answered the question of the disciples in Matthew twenty four, he was actually thinking of these times when you know he saw this increase in the number of cults and false doctrines and false yeah. teachers and a lot of dear people whom he died for going after these these cults and destroying their lives. It's very similar, Ricardo, just to um I'll probably hold that thought, but very similar to, you know, when people get scammed, it, mm. you know, particularly yes. they prey on the elderly and people unfortunately get sucked up. I, th- I see a little bit of that going on. Yes. Is that as long as life will exist, there'll always be that, that sense of evil and deception. We just mm. got to be, just got to be aware of what we're getting ourselves into. It is unfortunate. So many people are vulnerable psychologically, yeah. perhaps emotionally, um, to these cults and these, um, yeah. lies and deceptions. And also, um, we have the Bible, of course. Yeah. That's uh, the the safest place yes. to be, Amen the to Bible. That. Well, thank you so much, um, Pastor of Moala. No problem. Uh, we appreciate your uh, input today. And, uh, dear listeners, I look forward to having you join us next time. But until then, please remember that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14 Verse 6. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much for warning us about these cults, about these false teachings, false Christs, false prophets um, ahead of time. You knew that these things were going to happen, dear Lord. You knew how many people were going to be deceived. And that's why you gave us the light in your word. Help us to listen to your advice. Help us to follow you wherever you lead us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
Christ, my Lord. 